Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Smiley Said It. Loneliness, what does that mean? I believe there is a difference between being lonely and alone. And let's talk about the difference between the two because I know for sure I've had people be concerned about me being lonely, including for my mother and some of my friends too. But if you really take a deep look at everything that I've done in the past, I don't know, 10 years, you would think that I'm the opposite of being lonely. But that looks different for everybody. Being lonely can mean not having a partner. It can mean not having a lot of friends. It can be not being engaged with um, certain activities that people believe that you're supposed to be participating in and um, you decide not to. For me, I have my own ways about myself and I have a certain personality trait that I want to elaborate more on and I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys can relate to it. Not just being extroverted or introverted, but somewhat in between. So let's talk about it. Let's dive right on in. I want to talk about the difference between being alone and being lonely. They're very different. Very different. You're never alone. You'll always be surrounded by energy. And what I mean by that is you're around coworkers, you're around family, friends. And by the way, not everyone is. But um, having a type of community around you is very important. While I also understand that not everybody is able to make friends very easily, some people have social anxiety, some people are very introverted. I don't want to neglect who it applies to, so I'm trying to be very careful with how I give my advice because it's just that. It's not the truth. It's not the fact. Pretty much anything I say moving forward is just from my perspective, and even if I do talk about facts, data, statistics, etc., it doesn't mean that it's going to apply to my full audience. So I want to make sure that I keep that in mind. Okay. If you have a community around you, you're technically not alone. Where the saying comes in with people saying like, oh, I have people around me, but I still feel alone. I'm in a relationship, but I still feel alone. I am living in a house with relatives, but I still feel alone. In my opinion, I think it's not the word alone. I feel like the word that people are looking for is lonely because being alone in itself has nothing to do with being lonely. Being alone means that you're content with being stationed. You're content with being still. You're content with being self-reserved and you're focused. And what I mean by that is being alone has nothing to do with loneliness when they're in a company of people that they're not supposed to be in. So the fear of being alone, where does that come from? Where does that fear of you being alone or lonely stems from? Is it societal pressures that you constantly have to be reminded that you exist? Is it an awareness of you not being grounded because to me, everyone is always saying on social media, I'm afraid of getting old and dying alone. I'm afraid that 
I won't have anyone there for me. I must find me a partner. I must find me a husband or a wife to fulfill that quote that is expected from me by a certain time frame in my life. I must have children. I must have someone to look after me. When all in reality, all of those factors is actually more crippling than you think. The goal of having children that will look after you and take care of you stems from the idea that you don't want to be lonely. Not alone, but lonely. Because even if you have children, they have their own lives. They're going to go to school. They're going to graduate. They're going to go to college. They're going to find their own family to settle down with. They're going to find their own partner to settle down with. And then what? Are you expecting for them to drop everything they do to cater to you when you get up in age? Or how does that work? Because the fear-mongering that comes from people in society telling single people that you must find a partner or else you're going to be old and miserable. And it's like, who told you that I'm going to be miserable? Does that person know my future before I do? You will be told that you are selfish and self-centered, but there's nothing wrong with that. If you choose peace, if you choose to have control, over your life. Some people may not like that and that's okay. Allowing fear to cripple your destiny of self-fulfillment is the biggest regret you may not ever want to have. I'm saying, are you okay with never having a romantic partner for the next, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years? Have you ever gone to the movie theaters by yourself? A restaurant? A concert? What about just getting a hotel, you know, for a night, just for yourself to decompress, do room service, order some food and just be by yourself. Do you easily get bored to the point where you literally don't know what to do with yourself? Like you have no agenda, you have no hobbies, you have nothing that is self-fulfilling outside of having someone else involved. Solitude and peace and meaningful self-reflection. There are people that are in marriages and relationships that technically are single. If you look at their dynamic, they feel lonely in a relationship, which is unfortunate because you're better off being alone, which is the actual positive outcome of self-fulfilling and centering yourself for happiness without having to compromise anything on behalf of someone else and what they choose to do as far as showing you love and respect. I know a lot of people that never gone to the movie theaters by themselves or gone to a concert by themselves or traveled alone overseas and what i always ask is where is that coming from like what is the fear a lot of it comes from caring about what other people have to say about you or think about you like whenever i do things i don't have other people in mind i never really have anyone in mind i do what i want to do and if that means I want to go to Barcelona, I'm going to Barcelona. I'm not waiting for anyone. So for me, the idea of being lonely, even when I traveled by myself over the years um, to different countries, I just felt like I was here in the States. I didn't think of um, if I would get bored or any of that, because I genuinely, when I say this, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I genuinely love my own company. 
I love being alone. I love being to myself where I can collect my thoughts. I can sit in my thoughts. I can revise my thoughts and I can focus on planning better. So the desire that some people are looking for when it comes to being fulfilled, it should be coming from yourself, right? Not from what someone else can provide for you or give to you. You would never find that through someone else. You would never find yourself through someone else. And a lot of people promote that ideology that, you know, once you find your partner, you know, then you're complete or you find yourself or you'll have people saying, I found myself in you and oh my goodness, we're just alike, we're soulmates and which is fine. But deep down inside, you've already had that or you should have that. And if you don't, it's best to work through that, but not at the expense of your partner because that's not fair. It's not fair to have your partner remind you of who you are. To me, that's where the self-fulfillment comes into play before you start dating, you know, let alone getting married. (laughs) You can't, and that also comes with children. You can't find yourself through your children and expect them to bear all of that, right? That's a lot of responsibility to put onto somebody. So having self-fulfillment to me is way more important than actually finding people around you to instill that in you ask yourself this question do you like your own company a lot of people don't like their own company as i've said before i've always been to myself i can remember since i was like maybe six years old being in my bedroom i had a hello kitty boom box and i was begging my mother for it Because back in the day, we had Toys R Us catalogs that kids would go through, circle whatever they wanted for Christmas, and we would give it to our parents to look over it, and they would do the Christmas shopping that way. I used to double tape on my cassette different songs from the radio. So I would wait for like my favorite songs to play, and then I would just get a blank cassette tape, and I would record which is like double taping, I will have my own cassette collection of different songs that were playing on the radio without my parents having to purchase um, individual artists' albums. It came with the CD player and the radio and a cassette player. So at this time, CDs were popular, but they were, they were still more expensive than um, the cassette tapes. They were still popular. <laughs> People were still buying cassette tapes. As far as like 2000s, like 2001, 2002, I remember my mother finally getting me my first cassette tape, Christina Aguilera's first album and TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. I had both of those albums on cassette tapes. I don't think my mother understood the <laughs> the agenda, um, but I grew up in a household where my mother played everything. Like, we had everything going on in our household in the 90s and 2000s, okay? We we listened to everything. I would be in my bedroom, literally occupied with that darn boombox. And I also played with Barbie dolls. And I had, um, I had a big imaginary mindset. And I would just 
be in my own little world in my bedroom literally that was i didn't need to have my friends always over at the house but when i did it was fun dial up internet <laughs> i had no business no business being on the aim chat line y'all know what i'm talking about aol was just a thing back in the day so i don't know i was never like annoying to my parents i've always found something to do funny enough i used to actually watch ricky lake jenny jones maury montel <laughs> i used to watch all of these shows with my mom even though i shouldn't have at a young age but i don't know it it, it felt as though my mother knew that i was mature enough to kind of like be under her provision when watching these shows so she wouldn't obviously let me watch jerry springer um at least not when she was around <laughs> i definitely was watching a little bit of jerry springer i've even caught a few episodes of jerry springer on pay-per-view for those that are old enough to know what pay-per-view is shout out to y'all because you know that was just a different time frame i mean we had the black box you know the black box the a side b side you know where one side was pretty much for like the basic cable and the other side was like for premium channels and a lot of the premium channels involved playboy spice pay-per-view all that other stuff with jerry springer uncut where they would show everything and they wouldn't blur out you know any cuss words that type of era is where I grew up in. So there was always something to do or watch. And that was like my thing. 106 in Park, after school, drop your book bag in your bedroom, get your snacks, make sure you watch the countdown, TRL. So I guess I was lucky enough to <laughs> be well-versed in pop culture to the point where I was always looking forward to something being released, whether that was like, a new music video, a new song dropping, a new album um, that I was anticipating on listening to or purchasing. Well, having my mother purchase because my dad was just kind of like, oh, I don't know anything like this. My dad was a movie buff. So I would go to him when it came to cinema and new movies that were being released. And we would go to Blockbuster and rent um, a few movies, you know? So... Growing up in the 90s and the 2000s is a lot different than growing up today, obviously. So I don't bank on being fulfilled when it comes to, say, self-fulfillment. I don't bank on other people when it comes to self-fulfillment. I think a lot of people invest their efforts and their time into other people thinking that they're going to have an outcome that will benefit them in the end. Codependency is a real thing. I was that person in my early 20s. And it's crazy because I actually identified that I had codependency issues. And um, what's the other one? I've also had uh, attachment issues. And I started to realize that it stemmed from my upbringing when I was in foster care of relying on people typically will lead me to uh, disappointment 
And so whenever I, I relied on men when I was dating to pretty much be what I would be for them, it always landed flat. Now that I'm turning 32 in a few weeks, I genuinely, I don't know. Um, I've come to the realization that I'm good enough. I mean, I, I've always known that I was good enough. I was never cocky. I was never arrogant. I was never like, I don't need no man. I don't need da, 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 da. I don't need nobody. I was never on that type of time. But I did know that I'm good enough. I, I've always known that I'm so cool. I'm so dope. I'm so outgoing. I am very open-minded. I know how to tackle my fears head on. And I, and I know how to navigate in a life that I want to have, even through the struggles. I'm not a quitter. So it's hard for me to understand how people are, I guess, afraid of being alone. Because being alone means that you're self-fulfilled. Like you're not looking for something else to to fill your cup up with your cup should be already somewhat full before you try to fill somebody else's cup up with you know what I mean your cup should be full enough before you start to try to fill somebody else's cup up and I think we try to pour and pour and pour ourselves into other people even though those people never even try to attempt to pour anything into their own cups and we become dehydrated we become empty-handed or have an empty cup in the end right a lot of that brainwashing of having to constantly have someone around you or partnership to be fulfilled is very problematic in a sense because when you look at brainwashing or conditioning right Let's take brainwashing for an example. Brainwashing a washing machine, right? You put your clothes in a washing machine, you then you put your and then you put your detergent in. And there are cycles, right? Your clothes don't just come out clean the moment you put your clothes in the washing machine. There's a process. That's pretty much how life is. You're not gonna get results immediately. You're going to have to go through a few spins in life to, to feel like you're new again. Me personally, I don't center relationships or marriage as a form of fulfillment or goal personally. The focus should be on building yourself up and strengthening your platonic friendships. Love and company doesn't have to stem from romance. If that's what you know, someone desires, they should be able to go for it and, you know, do what they want to do. But it shouldn't be the standard as a form of completion. Loneliness stems from lack of self, not from the lack of partner, not from the lack of having family around, not from the lack of having coworkers that are supporting on a day-to-day -day basis. And I, I really want to 
expand on that sometime in the future because majority of us live at work more than we live at home. So a lot of our time is spent around coworkers on a regular basis, but yet we don't consider them our friends, but yet we want to remain neutral. We want to have um, boundaries, expectations, and results, and be able to work side by side for one mission, which is typically the company you work for, their goals in the end. Now, a lot of people feel like they're stuck. Keyword, feel, feel like they're stuck in relationships, even though the door is wide open for them to walk out of it. There's a big, big fear of, I will never find somebody else again. No one's going to be like this person. This person knows everything about me. I don't want to let that go because me letting that person go, they're going to take everything they know about me with them. And my response to that is let them, let them take everything they've experienced with you along with them and and let them be free, but also the lessons that you've learned while being in a partnership with them. There's also the idea that people don't like to let go of years and years that they've invested in someone. And again, you should be able to go into a relationship knowing that you're investing your time into someone off rip, like off the bat, period. In the beginning, you already know that you're investing your time into someone when you get into a relationship. So you shouldn't regret that when that relationship ends. When you get into a business partnership, that business might fail. And that means you may not have a partner in the end to continue business with. But it doesn't mean that you should regret getting into business with them necessarily. It just ended. And that's okay. It's okay to have an expiration date. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to know when that expiration date is. You just have to be prepared for it. And and in order to be prepared for it, you're supposed to be able to be well-equipped within yourself to manage that. Nobody else. Nobody else. Being self-reliant. Being independent. Being able to rely on yourself for emotional support, which takes time to do. It takes time to actually get to that point. And with therapy will help you tremendously through that process. Okay. If you're able to get therapy, definitely get it. It's very important because only you know that you're not capable of being alone or capable of leaving a toxic relationship because you're afraid of being alone because you're so used to knowing what you know and it is scary to leave any situation that you are so used to even if it doesn't benefit you in the end if something doesn't benefit you you have to let it go this is the age of the Aquarius let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let them go. Let yourself go. I'm telling you, we have the freedom and the right to seek after something that benefits us. And I hate seeing people settle 
when they don't have to. Like you don't have to settle. You don't have to settle for someone. You don't have to settle for a job. You don't have to settle for a friendship. You don't even have to settle for a family dynamic. If you don't like someone or you don't like something, you gotta you gotta alter that. You have to face it. And it comes from within. No one can teach you that. No one can teach you directly how to step by step, you know, live life. <laughs> there's no there's not an actual pamphlet that everyone can just grab and it will apply to everybody necessarily. But there are techniques, there are ways, there are practices, there's mental simulation that you can literally find within yourself. And you would know, you would know if you have low self-esteem. I think most people know that their their self-esteem needs to be worked on. And if you can identify that, then that means you can identify the fact that you have no business telling yourself that you're not capable of being alone. Because once you're capable of loving yourself and enjoying your own company and being able to stand in it and not letting anyone or society tell you otherwise, you're good. Like that's that's majority of the battle. Everything else will come from you picking the right partner, you picking the right friends, you picking the right job or career for yourself. That means you are able to cut off um, relationships from your family members that no longer serve you just because they're related to you. I was always a people pleaser. I hate confrontation still to this day. Most of my relationships, if not all, I was looking for myself in those individuals when the whole time I was there. Like I picked up the pieces when I was disappointed or crushed or heartbroken. And I snapped back pretty quickly from breakups because I've always loved who I was and I didn't need validation. But people put value into people that they thought they knew or loved or trusted. So everything that comes out of someone's mouth that they deem to be a partner or their um, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, whatever, they're going to be like, oh, well, they're right. And I'm telling you, they're not right. <laughs> because no one sets foot on this planet by default and having someone tell them that you're not worth anything. But like, absolutely not. You have value, like we all do. And it sucks to know that there are so many people that struggle with finding themselves in a way that they can't go to the movie theaters by themselves. Not because they don't want to, but they literally can't do it. And to me, that is a layer that needs to be discovered because you're telling yourself that if I don't have someone beside me, it's not going to be done. And having that mindset, a lot of people will go through life until the day they die not doing what they always wanted to do because they've always been waiting for someone to do it with them. And to wait on a partner that doesn't even exist, especially when you're single, but looking to date or looking to partner with someone, people are literally waiting for someone, their, their, their savior, basically, to save them and pick them up to make them feel like a whole again. Absolutely not. 
if you're incomplete, do not look for someone to complete you. And what they add on to your life is just that, an add-on, you know? Because like I said, I was traveling and stuff while I was still in relationships. And there's no way that um, I would pause my life and wait for someone else to complete that because we already know that people are not reliable, right? People are not reliable at all. People are fickle and they have the right to be. The issue is it's your fault for thinking otherwise. To be honest, if I'm going to be real, it's your fault if you think that you can put your life into someone else's hands. That's why it's so weird to me when people are looking. That's why it's so weird for me in a patriarchy that you have women in 2024 still looking for a provider and a leader within a man. Like, <laughs> provision is just not there. Um, you are your own leader. You are your own provider. Now, if you're looking for an equal, a pro- you know, if you're looking for an equal, someone that is a partner, you give them something, you take something, they give you something, they take something, etc. To me, that's a partnership. But to literally put your life in a man's hand to do everything I hope that you are self-fulfilled if you are going to go down that road in my personal opinion I don't I don't believe in that like (laughs) I don't believe in a man fully providing all that stuff so I don't know that's just me again that's just me that doesn't mean that that's everybody but if you are practicing hypergamy and you simply want a man to just pay all the bills and you don't work or you just take care of house duties and stuff like that you want to be a homemaker I support that you know I just want to make sure that women understand that they're supposed to also have a backup plan and a way out if things turn left because majority of the times they will according to data and statistics when it comes to divorce all right so don't go into anything naive don't go into a partnership when it comes to business or romance, unless you have a way out, that's all. So self-completion in this world will make so much of a difference. I think we're changing the narrative nowadays as far as people being self-sufficient and getting things done without the reliance on other people because people are just not gonna always be there when you need them. And you're supposed to feel comfortable and work on yourself before anything else, you know, put your oxygen mask on before you try to help someone else. That should be the main goal in life is to find yourself, cater to yourself, love yourself, be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself because only you live with you. Only you can lay down with your own thoughts, nobody else. So when you log off, you have to live with everything. You have to live with your thoughts and they they stay there. So if you don't know how to curate who you are and section off things that doesn't serve you, life is going to be pretty difficult more than it should be. Don't make it more difficult than it should be. All right. So be kind to yourself. And that's the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys for listening to me rant a little bit. And um, I hope this episode has served you some type of information or some type of uplifting words of encouragement 
because again life is literally nothing but stages mistakes and corrections and i hope that you start with yourself first all right so in the meantime i will talk to you guys a little later so please enjoy the rest of your week and yeah see you on the flip side bye